0: Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Vlog Podcast. It's your host Anthony Pagnotta with you guys as always and alongside of me today it is Josh Marlowe and uh, while this is a Tar Heel podcast this is also a podcast that uh, you know looks at college football overall because the Tar Heels are of course involved in the power five of college football and As we know, over the last couple of days, a lot of things have changed in terms of what the Power Five is going to end up looking like. Uh, Over the next couple of years, there have been uh, all sorts of news stories breaking in terms of conference realignment. This was something that I think we all kind of felt like we were safe from for a long time. But... Uh, At this point, it seems like there is going to be another round and it is going to be pretty sizable once again. Oklahoma and Texas are the ones that are leading it off. It was reported on Wednesday during Big 12 media days and into SEC media days uh, through an article by the Houston Chronicle that Oklahoma and Texas had interest in moving to the SEC. Well, that has since moved to now today, just five days later's, Uh, basically confirmation that Oklahoma and Texas will be gone, and it could be as soon as 2022 if Oklahoma and Texas are willing to pay the money to get out of the TV contracts and everything that the Big 12 has going for them. Uh, There's a lot of layers to this. I think uh, when you look at it, I think the most shocking thing uh, is that, you know, for Oklahoma to move into the conference, not all that shocking. For Texas to move into conference, I think, is, is huge because they're giving up Not only playing in the Big 12 Conference, a conference that will be much easier for them to win and probably make the college football playoff in the years to come, uh, but they are also giving up the Longhorn Network. That's a pretty big statement. I know the Longhorn Network isn't quite as big as some of these other TV contracts. It's not quite on the level that Notre Dame's TV contract is, but that was a pretty sizable one. Uh, They are moving on to the SEC. Uh, There were some rumors that Texas was going to potentially get a look from the ACC. That's pretty much all done now. That's not happening. Um, But it is going to basically send a ripple effect through college football. Um, First of all, you have to discuss what's going to happen to the Big 12. Uh, More than likely now with eight teams in the conference, most people believe that the Big 12 will dissolve because there are no heavy hitters left in the Big 12 in terms of the sport that most people look at uh, and think about when it comes to conference league alignment, the one that brings in the most revenue, which is football. Um, I mean, as of right now, your most consistent school out there is probably Oklahoma State. So with that dissolving, that means that you're probably going to see the Big 12 schools be, you know, snatched up by some of these other conferences out there. Uh, It's interesting because the Pac-12 currently has uh, four spots available that they could bring in teams. You have the Big Ten who has two spots available and the ACC who has two spots available. So math would tell you that, well, you'd probably just snatch up those teams take two uh, if you're the ACC, same thing with the Big Ten, and then the Pac-12 would take four, uh, or probably the remaining four with the Big Ten and ACC getting priority. But uh, that, unfortunately, does not seem to be uh, the, the, the way things could end up going, though. You said that you were looking some stuff up because we're going to talk about this in terms of college basketball uh, realignment as well. Um, you said there's something interesting about the ACC that a lot of people probably don't know that could factor in here. You
1: were talking about the granted rights, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, yes.
1: so basically, and, like, every conference has this, but the ACC, when they when we went through this back 10 years ago, they pretty much they set themselves up for the next, at that time, 25 years. And there's provision in the, in the contract when they signed the new TV deal that – if any school leaves the ACC, and remember, at that time, it was Clemson and Florida State who were rumored to leave for the SEC, and Carolina and Virginia were going to, go to the Big Ten. Well, When all that dust settled, the ACC secured the fact that if you leave the conference, for um, whatever it is, whether it's the SEC, Big Ten, or whatever, the ACC still receives your TV revenue. That was pretty much their way to negate you leaving their conference because at the time the ACC was the lesser of the power five conferences at the time. A lot's changed since then on the football side of things, but at the time the ACC was not what it was in football and you had the basketball, but look, this is a football driven move as it always is. Um, and so now you've got your face with that again because there's a lot of things that, that could happen with conference tree alignment. But I think as we all expect with Oklahoma and Texas, they're not going to be in the big 12 until 2025. They'll pay the buyouts to yep. get into the SEC in 2022, you have to imagine, that if, like for Clemson and Florida State, if the SEC comes calling, they, they'd they probably be willing to sacrifice that TV re- TV revenue or they would pay to get out of it because they've got the financial resources. And I think that's what makes it scary because everyone's talking about how the Big 12 is dissolving, and it's going to. The Big 12 will no longer exist probably by the end of next year if we're being brutally honest. That conference will be gone. They'll be split up within the ACC, the Big 10, the Pac-12, and the American but the ACC could also be in the same situation. If the SEC wants to go mega super conference where they have 24 teams, and the Big Ten does the same thing. And then the, and then all of a sudden they're left with nothing. So I think – and this is a, <laughs> you know, really tough job for Jim Phillips as he's the new a, a commissioner of the, of the league – They've been proactive, but they got to be even more proactive to protect the future of the ACC. Yeah, welcome
0: in, Jim Phillips. Uh, We need you to go out and try to sway as many schools as you possibly can to be a part of the ACC. Now, one of the things, and the other thing that I was referring to as well that you had looked up, was the fact that the ACC's revenue is actually the worst of all of the Power 5 conferences. So it may seem like you would think, okay, if there are going to be three major conferences – it's going to be the SEC, it's going to be the Big Ten, and it would be the ACC. But it doesn't look like that's really all that clear because the Pac-12, is, as of right now, is drawing more revenue than the ACC.
1: How that's possible – I think you've got to take that with a grain of salt. You had one full year of the ACC network. The second year was a COVID year. And we all know how much COVID affected our lives, let alone the business of college athletics – I think if you were to, you know, look down the road over the next five to ten years, the ACC would make more money. But right now, they don't. They haven't, which is why these schools would be willing to leave for the SEC. The SEC last year generated seven hundred twenty million dollars in revenue. Seven hundred twenty million dollars. It's crazy, man. It's unbelievable. So that little fee that you got to pay the ACC if you left for the SEC would pay would, be, would basically pay for itself in theory. Yep. And I think that's something like when I heard that stat. I was blown away because of how much the ACC has come on the football side of things. you got to think, since 2011, Florida State won a national title. Clemson's won two of them into the college football playoff six straight years. The basketball side has won three national titles with Duke, Carolina, and Virginia. But financially, they're not making the money that even the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are. That was kind of shocking. Yeah, and I think it
0: it gets people nervous. I think that you know most people, when they look at the ACC – And this is going to be the big question going forward is, who does the ACC look at to add now that the SEC has those teams? Let's let's put aside the fact that the SEC may be going, you know, superpower conference where they're basically just going to take over
1: everything. You know what's funny is in 2012 when we got the NCAA football game, that was the first year you could make your own conferences. And now some of those wacky conferences that you can make back then are actually happening.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, now they're just kind of picking and choosing. I mean, the difference is now you can just add a, as many as you want, apparently, according to Greg Sankey. He's just going to go out it's, and snatch them all up. It's going
1: to be like the 1920s when conferences were 30 or 40 <laughs> teams big, but the money wasn't crazy. as big, so they had to be that big now. Now it's just getting out of hand.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the amount of money that the SEC can end up making if they get up to twenty or twenty the over teams a would dollars would be unreal. I mean you would be entering some NFL franchise numbers, yep. which is stunning. I mean that that's just unbelievable. Um, you know, most people would kind of wonder what they're going to do. Would they break up into divisions, basically like they do in the NFL with conferences? I think it's very possible. Um, there's a conversation that I think has to be had there, and I guess let's have that here. Let's say that things do melt down with the ACC. From a Carolina perspective, uh, do we think that Carolina is a big enough brand to make it into the SEC if they go with 24
1: teams? So this is going to be a very touchy subject for me personally. You guys know me on the basketball side of things especially. I'm an ACC guy. I love our conference. We're a brand in the ACC, but we're also a national brand. What Carolina would bring to that conference on the basketball side of things Absolutely. Football right now, yes, they would be attractive because you got Mac Brown. Now, projecting post Mac Brown's in, you know, retirement and hopefully 10 to 15 years from now because he's going to coach until he dies, you don't know. But I think, I think that Carolina Blue with the jump man, you know, with, with your association with the Jordan brand in the SEC would be attractive. Ultimately, if Carolina was ever to be out of the ACC, everyone thinks they'd go to the Big Ten. Because that's where they were rumored to go 10 years ago. The Big Ten wants that footprint down here in the South. You put Carolina in that conference on the basketball side of things, they, ins- they instantly become the biggest brand in that conference. But even on the football side of things, I mean, you could, if you do it by the way you got uh, the divisions lined up, you could put Carolina in the Big Ten West, theoretically, and Carolina could compete in the Big Ten West with the likes of Wisconsin and Nebraska oh, and all that. Carolina, yes has a brand to wherever they end up, whether it's in the SEC, in the Big Ten, if the ACC was to dissolve, it's the other schools in the conference that you're worried about. Well, the
0: scary thing is is that there's no guarantee the Big Ten is even going to be there because they the, – the SEC has said that they are going to try to go and poach both Ohio State and Michigan.
1: and So they're lot,
0: willing to take any of the heavy hitters. And if, a
1: lot like with Duke and Carolina and the ACC – the Big Ten's reputation rests on those two schools.
0: Yes. I, I don't think w- – without them, I, I don't think that there's much left uh, in in the Big Ten. And, I, I mean, that's the same thing. Like, Yeah, like you're mentioning with them. I would probably put Clemson up there now because of what they've done on the football side of things. If you lose those, those three schools out of the ACC, it's over. And – don't say it can't happen because it's happening right now to the Big 12. The f- it's just you've got to get ahead of it. The biggest thing that I think these conferences have going for them is these four conferences all have their own networks. We talked about it last night when we were talking about this situation kind of prepping for both of these podcasts. The biggest issue for the Big 12 was how they never were able to line up an official network which, blew my mind.
1: Which still baffles me that they made more, that they make more money than the ACC, but a lot of that was was Fox. When Fox got reinvolved in getting major college football back on their network, the Big 12 was open for free agency. They got Big 10 as well, but they spent the money, you know, on the Big 12. The thing that's really funny is remember when Florida State joined the conference back in the 90s, them and Clemson were always considered SEC schools in an ACC conference, and now that – Funny could could become reality because if the SEC is poaching any two schools from our conference, it's those two schools. And yep, you know it's just funny how all this, um, you know, could potentially shake out.
0: Well, the the other thing is is you got to wonder if they end up going after those two schools. What do the rival schools in the conference think? Um, I mean, I, I I think it's still definitely possible because those two schools have been there as long as they have. They could get backing from. Uh, from some of the other schools in the SEC to deny that bid in there. Basically, what it is in the SEC is there is a silent agreement by the SEC schools that they will back Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina when it comes to Clemson, Georgia Tech, or Florida State wanting to enter the conference. They will all vote together. Normally, that would mean that, you would have enough votes where you would not allow those teams in. But I think at this point everything just kind of gets thrown out the window even those silent agreements. I think at some point even they would start to look and say, well, we could turn into this superpower conference and that's what is really, really scary. Um, I, you know when uh, again, the, uh, the other conversation that you have to latch on this is who, do you think Carolina or Carolina? Who do you think? I'm so used to talking about the Tar Heels specifically. Who do you think the ACC would add? I think the most obvious one that everybody goes to is Notre Dame. There's clearly smoke there. They were in the conference a year ago. Now that was pretty much out of necessity, but that's the that's pretty much what what it's going to take to get Notre Dame back in the conference and make them a full-time member. They would, one, have to lose their TV deal because they're never going to give that up. As of right now, that is through 2036. Same thing as the
1: ACC's TV deal with ESPN.
0: And to be honest, here's the thing with that. Notre Dame doesn't want to get out of that TV deal. That TV deal is way too lucrative. It's way too exclusive. They are not going to want to get out of that on the football side of things.
1: I I think it's further than the TV deal, though, with Notre Dame. I think... And maybe it won't be as prevalent now with college football expansion coming up. I think if the the playoff committee told Notre Dame, you got to be in a conference to be considered a you know, to to be considered for the college football playoff. I think they'd have joined the ACC with no second thoughts. Yep. Now, I think one of the best things about college football is that Notre Dame is not in a conference, and they've been a historical national power for 100 years. But College athletics are changing. If there's now a time for them to give up that – you've already joined the ACC in every sport except football. You were – same thing with the Big East and and a lot of men's sports as well. Now's the time to do it. You've already got the five games locked in with the ACC. You just made an ACC championship game, so your brand's not going to take a – you know, you're not going to take a hit. You're still – you'll be the second-best program in the conference if you join them as a football member. So, I think – I think the TV deal is a part of it, but I think it's got to come from the playoff committee, where it says, "Look, you got to be in a conference, or you're going to be considered an at-large team, and your road to winning a national championship, which you haven't done since 1988, becomes tougher."
0: I uh, see. I don't think they care about the uh, going going in as a, an at-large team. I really don't think they care about that because we didn't hear anything after the initial 12-team playoff. Was, uh, expansion idea was released that Notre Dame was potentially looking around. I don't, I'm i going to be honest with you. I don't think they care about that because they'll say, well, we'll just get the five seed, we'll have a home playoff game, and then we go in and play, you know, the four seed. If we're better than them, we can. Re- we, we should be able to make it through them, no problem. The point that you got to get to with Notre Dame is, is kind of what you're saying, though. You've got to force the hand of Notre Dame and basically tell them, look, you either join a conference or you're out. One of the ways that that could happen is if they say, look, uh, the college football playoff will involve Power 5 teams only. You are not considered a Power 5 team if you are not in a conference. Therefore, you are gone. they That's the only way that they are in a conference. So, unfortunately, this puts the ACC in a weird spot. Now, it looks like they've got one team that they think they've got a pretty good shot at. The last time that we went through this, West Virginia, out of the Big East, of course, which folded in on itself as well, um, they wanted to come to the ACC. They did not meet the academic requirements of the ACC. Therefore, the ACC basically told them, keep moving. That's why they ended up in the Big 12. And most people could kind of figure that out because that really didn't make any sense geographically as opposed to all the other teams in the Big 12. Well, now the ACC is definitely a little more desperate. They're knowing that they probably have to at least get to 16. And with the fact that Notre Dame is as, as uncertain as they are, I think that at this point, and I'd like to, you know, I, I'm assuming you're probably in the same camp as me. AC, uh, for the ACC, West Virginia is a no-brainer this time.
1: I, I, think, I think they have to be. To protect the future of your conference, because the chances of you getting Notre Dame, while you have the greatest chance, if we're being r- realistic, the Notre Dame will stay an independent. So you got right. you got to expand. Um, do I like the addition of West Virginia? I think they help you, but I think I think that's more of a basketball move. I don't think if they come into the football conference, are they going to make are they going to make a, a you know a great? I think it'll be like when you added when you added Pittsburgh and Syracuse and Louisville. They help your numbers. They help your money. But are those schools going to elevate your comfort to the next level? Maybe they've been really competitive in certain years in the Big 12, but you know. Well, look, they've been that's a whole different stand, a whole, a whole different brand of football. If if I could pick any school outside of Notre Dame to join the conference, I would choose Cincinnati. I don't
0: think Cincinnati's going to move the needle as much as West Virginia is going to move the needle. But I that's, think, that's I think the Cincinnati
1: issue. has the potential. The potential depending on what happens with the Big 12 and the Pac-12, to be the premier school of the AAC, unless they had like an Oklahoma State or a TCU. So maybe Cincinnati is reluctant to leave for the ACC. But I think, I think that's a school that I'd be more willing to have because you got a really good football program, you can. There's a lot of historical with the basketball program, not just because West Miller's there. It's not just a Carolina move. On my, on, on, from what I'm saying, it's a Mick Cronin move, right? We get. I, it. I, I think, I think they're more valuable in both football and basketball, and their academics meet what we want in our conference.
0: I mean, it, look, it's, it's a legitimate argument. Uh, I think that it depends on what college football playoff expansion looks like. Does the, is the group of five still involved? If they are, do they get an automatic bid? Because if they do, there will not be really all that much motivation for Cincinnati to leave. Here's the other thing. If Cincinnati is one of those teams that is being sought after by the ACC, the Big Ten is also probably going to try to go after them as well the Big Ten brings in more revenue. That's probably where Cincinnati would choose to go because it also works out a little bit better for them geographically.
1: But they're also little brother to Ohio State in that in that region, which means if you're if you're little brother to Ohio State, you're little brother to Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. Those are those you know the recruiting rivals. I think the ACC, they could come in and compete more competitively in both football and basketball as opposed to the big Ten. I mean, I think
0: it's possible, but I think that the – see, this this is the thing. This is why – this is a conversation that I've heard people having. Well, do you think some of the teams in the middle of the SEC would leave? No. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen because there's too much money being made. And that's the same thing about if Cincinnati has an offer from the Big Ten or the ACC – these schools are they are all about money they yeah, do not care about what gives them the best chance to win it's really that simple
1: you put you put Kentucky in the ACC they could probably do what they're doing in the SEC football wise win seven eight they'd maybe, probably be better probably to be win honest nine with games um, and then you add them from a basketball standpoint then the ACC has a stronghold as the best basketball conference in the country South Carolina you put South Carolina in the ACC darn, they're they're gonna be much better in football. Uh, basketball, they they don't really care about, it. and they made a final four or five years ago. It's a football-driven school. Last time they won a conference championship, they were a member of the ACC. Yeah,
0: they were a charter member of the ACC. So, so you I, know,
1: money-wise, I mean, I, at some point, I think some of these schools got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit of money to be more competitive. Because, I just don't think it's going to happen, man. Because once you add, once you add Texas and Oklahoma, you're you're. The little guys' chances are becoming even smaller. I mean, like, yeah, we were so impressed with what Missouri did when they went to back-to-back SEC title games. If we're being honest with ourselves, is that going to happen ever again? Most likely, Probab- not. probably not. But I mean, also goes to Tennessee. If Tennessee yep. could find a way out of that conference and go to the and look and go to the ACC, or they could be more competitive in football and, and in basketball. I think it's what you could, do. You value winning. I mean, or do you value money? They value money,
0: and I'm going to be honest problem. with you. Unfortunately, they value money. They don't care at all about winning. It, they really don't. These have, because this is the problem. It's not your specific sports that are making these decisions. If Shane Beamer was making that decision, Shane Beamer would say, "Okay, we're, well, we want to. We're we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to the ACC because we feel like that gives us a better chance to win." If Mark Stoops had that choice. probably. I mean, maybe even John Calipari because he'd like the challenge of going there and playing basketball in the ACC. But they don't make that decision. The athletic director makes that decision. They're seeing the money that's being brought in, and they are not going to turn that away. And unfortunately, that's the conversation that you're getting into, and that's why if you're the ACC, you probably feel more concerned than the Big Ten at this point. I would say you're probably in the same standing as the Pac-12, but even the Pac-12 now, we've heard rumors that them and the Big Ten could combine together and make a super conference. So at that rate, then the ACC is kind of getting left out to dry there. That's where the concern is. But to me, look, I think West Virginia would be a good member. I mean, look, they've done some good things in football. I think that would probably, to me, that's a better move than even when you brought in Pittsburgh or Syracuse. I know Pittsburgh has, you know, the history when Dan Marino was there. When was the last time Pittsburgh was really anything better than a 500 team? Uh, there were times where West Virginia was inside the top ten in the country. They've had moments where they've been good. Now there was a time where they were top ten in the country under Geno Smith. They were six and zero, and then finished the season six and six. But that you know, that, <laughs> let's let's forget about that. But seriously, the other thing is, is you talk about an environment that people would want to go and play in. They have a really good football environment. In basketball, they're one of the more consistent teams in the country over the last handful of years. They've got one of the legendary coaches now. He won't probably be around for that much longer, but you would think he's probably got about five to seven more years probably in him. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the main thing is is that you look at some of, well, would this be a team that would be attractive for other teams to play? Would there be natural rivalries that could develop? With yes. the Virginia
1: schools absolutely. Well, you've
0: got those. Remember that Pittsburgh that would bring back the backyard brawl yeah. one of the more underrated rivalry games in the sport. And you've got, you know, Syracuse. I mean, they played them back in in, in the old days same thing with Louisville. So it, you've got some of these natural rivals. It would just be the old
1: Big East and, and it, like at that point we should just call ourselves the big ACC. Because you would have pretty yeah, I'd much be on the, board with that? The dissolved Big East into the ACC on the football. Of course the Big East is back in basketball. But on the football side of things, that's what we should just call ourselves because those are what those natural rivalries are going to be. Like, would we ever hate West Virginia? Like, barring something I mean, like they've they got us out of a playoff they've game have got a fan. Like they,
0: they've got a fan base that I think would be controversial enough. I think it would be very similar to, like, Virginia Tech's fan base, a team that comes from the Big East, comes in, they really just hate the brand of Carolina. We wouldn't necessarily see them as rivals. But But you would have that natural back and forth. Like I feel like there's enough there where it could make sense. I
1: I think the best thing they have going for them is remember when they came to Charlotte back three years ago and played Tennessee at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, that was a pro West Virginia crowd.
0: Oh, there's a West Virginia fan base here for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and they travel well too. And
1: and if you don't think the ACC was monitoring that situation, you're lying to yourselves because that was the main reason. So. That's why that game. That's why the game was played here, right? Was to see. Okay, well, if this ever happened, would it be beneficial to the conference? Well, they just proved that if they make an ACC title game, their fans are going to show up. They're going to be loud. They're going to be drunk, and they're going to make for a good environment.
0: Well, I mean, remember when they when they played uh, the Toriels in the Meineke Car Care Bowl back in the day, which was what 2009, I yeah. believe that was the year. Um, I mean, they they had a good good amount of fans here as well. Like, Carolina was represented well, but so was West Virginia. There's enough of a following in this area where you could get – I mean, every game, no matter where they travel to, their fans would be there, would be loud. It would – create they, they would be a good enough fan base to be here.
1: I would be more on board putting with them joining the ACC if you still had Maryland.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, is that – that see that's the, another thing though is that the, the the money in the Big Ten is just so good that Maryland probably wouldn't leave. But if Maryland was willing to entertain that, would you bring yes, them back? God, yes, I, I would too. I, Look, I, I, there are some people that have hesitations I, I because of how they left. I don't, I don't give a damn. I, bring I them wasn't back. around
1: for the heyday of their run in, the, in, in on the basketball side of things. Right, but just remember how much. Wait, better,
0: Grievous Vasquez wasn't the heyday of their basketball. No.
1: Just remember how exciting they made. I mean, how much they hated Duke. So we were able to pull behind them when they still hate him. They, they, t- they hate tweeted Duke. the
0: video after John Shire got right.
1: hired, and then you know in football they were they were a thorn in Carolina's side for those young Butch Davis teams when they were going eight and four every year. Quarterback so,
0: Davey O'Brien, I remember him. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Um. So I would Man. I would gladly welcome back Maryland into the eight, with with open arms. I would go as far to say this because I I want Notre Dame an independent football I would bring I would entertain bringing Maryland to the ACC over notre Dame wow I, I because I think I think what Notre Dame what they do I think it was so much changing at one time in college athletics and while this would make the perfect sense to do it that is like the one thing that has they that has they've withstood through all the money is they're going to be an independent last year was a COVID situation they had no choice they've And so I want to keep that. Now, it makes it harder on the basketball side of things, but I would much rather bring Maryland and West Virginia and leave Notre Dame an independent. Absolutely. Well, see,
0: this is the thing about – I mean, Notre Dame is – it brings the splash factor, and that's what you're looking for because, I mean, it's been brought up a couple of times by people. Oklahoma is a huge domino that falls. That's, that's huge for the SEC to get them. Texas is pretty big, too, mainly because of the brand. But Oklahoma in recent years with their success, that's huge for them to go to the ACC. Who are the other really big-time schools that are out there that you can poach right now? Because, look, no offense to the rest of the teams in the Big 12. like Oklahoma State's not someone that is a must-get. Notre Dame's a must-get. Right. If Notre Dame expresses interest in going into a conference, and let's say that they don't automatically say, well, look, all of our other sports are in the ACC. We're just going to go there. If they're looking around, the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, the pac they are all going to take a look at Notre Dame and try to convince them. That is why if you could land them for the ACC, I'm going to say this. If you land them as the ACC – All talks of the ACC dissolving are gone. Gone. They're not going to get rid of a conference that just added Notre Dame. It's
1: not happening. The biggest damning thing for Oklahoma State is as good as they are on football, as good as they've been in basketball historically, and they've been competitive the last 10 years, Kansas still brought in more money, and Kansas basically doesn't have a football program. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: that was a damning success So for for them,
1: when they go to the tables – that's why the Big Ten will will much rather add a Kansas and even an Iowa State before an Oklahoma State. Now, in my personal opinion, I think Oklahoma State will wind up in the Pac-12. Or that the, would make
0: the most sense, or, yep.
1: Or the American Conference. But I think that's the problem is like like with Kansas, you're getting arguably a top three to five basketball program but you're getting a irrelevant football program that should be relegated to the LCS. Well, hey, man, I don't think uh,
0: I'm going to be honest. The Big Ten doesn't care about irrelevant football programs coming into their conference. Look at Rutgers;
1: they so, don't I mean they don't give a damn I, about that. You know, I think I think that's the thing is that you know when, when you're juggling this is, what football is going to drive every decision. But with certain schools, not for Kansas, like Kansas, whoever Kansas goes to, and I ultimately do think it'll be the Big Ten. That'll strengthen their opinion of that being the best basketball conference in the country. That's, I think that's, that's the twofold. There aren't many Carolinas, Ohio States, Michigan's that are good and, that can that are good in both, can be good in both. Notre Dame can be good in both. That's why those schools always drive the tables at these talks.
0: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think you're right. I think the Big Ten will probably snatch up Iowa State and Kansas State, which I think makes the most sense. I thought one of the things people say, well, why would you want Iowa State in there? You wouldn't want the Cy-Hawk trophy to be – I mean, there's there's natural rivalries already there with – both. I mean, Kansas – And they're
1: going back where – Nebraska is, so you've got that element. That's true, yeah. And that same thing, if they join the Pac-12, you've got those rivalries with Colorado um, as well, where whoever joins from the Big 12, whether, you know, like Oklahoma Oklahoma State or one of those schools. Yep. I mean, those rivalries, they mean a lot to those people. Um, and that's what the sport is built on, was those rivalries and those traditions. Yeah, I,
0: I think, you know, unfortunately, some of these teams are probably going to go to the American, at least one of them, because as I mentioned, we talked about the fact that, uh, you know, you could go with the four remaining spots in the Pac-12, the two remaining in the Big Ten, and the two in the ACC. But remember, then there's the wild card of BYU. They would probably rather the Pac-12 would more li- than likely want to add BYU over some of the other, like Kansas State. One of those teams is probably going to be an American Conference team, if not more.
1: The problem, like with BYU, is of their religious affiliation. The same thing that's going to hinder Baylor. Baylor's the biggest Baptist-largest university in the United States. That plays a factor into wherever they go moving forward with their with their uh, allegiance. And think about that school. That school just won the national title in basketball. Right. Before everything happened, off the field – with Art Bryles, they were a perennial Big 12 national title threat for about three to five years. Even
0: under Matt Rule, they were yeah, playing like, really, really like, well.
1: Like, Baylor has a brand, yep. but, like, they're, like, that's a school that could be forgotten about in all of this. Well, here's the
0: other thing. So, going back to the ACC, we talked about Notre Dame, we talked about West Virginia, talked a little bit about Maryland. You threw in Cincinnati. Are there any other teams that you would consider? I think the – I, I like. I know that there are a lot of fans in the state of North Carolina that are pushing to add another, another North Carolina school. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see any way that happens. They have enough of a brand in this state. The ACC, if anything,
1: is trying to expand their brand. My, 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 my biggest thing to that, and it's no disrespect to ECU. Well, disrespect to ECU. To <laughs> the Av- e- the ECU shouldn't
0: even be considered. Av- I'm going to be state, honest with Av- you. State
1: and Charlotte, what do you, how do you benefit us? How? I mean, look, App you're, State, your little brother to Duke in football, and you're not going to pe- compete with the oh, Triangle. Oh,
0: schools. Oh, oh, App State would yeah. argue that. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know,
1: know and and you're not going to compete with the Triangle schools in basketball. There's no, there's no value. Like those schools have a now. would I like to see Charlotte and App State in the American. Yes, I, th- I, th- I
0: think that would be the perfect step for both of those I, you schools. Know, no doubt. You no know, doubt. F-
1: in my opinion, I think those would be beneficial and those yep. schools could grow and compete because those schools had the potential to compete at a high level. For me, it goes, even though it's likely un- un- uh, impossible, I would poach from the SEC and I would bring South Carolina back to the conference and I would add Kentucky because you know, you, you add those three basketball schools they can, they can win in football. They I mean, they you don't win nine games at Kentucky in football unless you know what you're doing, and Mark Stoops knows what he's doing. You put him in the right. ACC, in the coastal that you never know what's going to happen, they could wind up competing in an ACC championship game every now and again. So that that's where I would go. And then with South Carolina, part of that, I live in South Carolina, so I have that natural feedback with the Gamecock fans. They were a, a member of the ACC beforehand, and those rivalries with Clemson, with us, they were intense, especially when Frank McGuire left to go coach or when he coached South Carolina basketball. Like, th- I think those two moves can make a lot of good, but you got to convince those schools to leave $720 million worth of revenue coming in, you know.
0: Yeah, that's why I, I really just am not going to even remotely entertain that. I think out of the two, I would be I, – I mean, I know that – there's the rivalry in basketball. To me, I think the fact that Carolina or South Carolina has been in the ACC before and has the rivalry with Carolina, with Clemson, those, I think that, to me, makes the most sense. So I would say that would be the team that I would want the most out of the SEC. I also think Tennessee is an interesting conversation in its own right.
1: I would also maybe flirt with Central Florida. Uh, that
0: was the other one I was going to bring up. But, I think that they've
1: you, been competitive enough. That's a football-driven move because right. they're not – basketball-wise, it's not going to be the same. But I do think you put them in that same – you know, you put them you – you got Miami – you got Florida State; they can compete with those schools, especially put them in the ACC with that with that recruiting brand and the more money they have to their advantage. Um, so that is another school that I would probably consider. I wouldn't think about South Florida. No, no, oh, um, oh, no. If this was no, like no, 15 no. years ago, they would have maybe been able to, but that was 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you. I don't. I'm going to be honest. Outside of that, I really don't see anybody else. I mean, I know if you really want to dig. Deep into it, I mean, SMU's had football history before, but I don't really like that fit a ton. I think at that point, you if if you're wanting to extend your footprint into Texas, you go and get Texas Tech or Baylor or something like that. That wouldn't make sense to go and get one of those teams. Uh, Houston doesn't really make a lot of sense either to me. Um, and I mean, outside of that, I mean, I think that's pretty much what you're looking at. I think, you know, as we said, I think Notre Dame and West Virginia are probably the most logical. The ones that I think most people would, would like to see from a historical standpoint, if it's not those two, would be Maryland and South Carolina. And then I think the other teams in the SEC, you could try as much as you want, but I just really don't know if those teams are going to end up leaving. Like, I mean, th- that, that's the thing. You People were questioning whether or not Vanderbilt would leave. Most of the people around the Vanderbilt program have said there's no way in hell they would leave because what? why are you going to leave all that money? Yeah. Your athletics aren't great. You're an academic school. Why are you going to leave all the money you're making in the SEC to go to another conference, probably not be all that competitive, and lose out on a ton of revenue? That that just doesn't make any sense.
1: They would have to be forced out of the conference. I don't know how that process works under kicking schools. Well, I don't think we've ever seen that yeah. process. Uh, I, um, I don't know if they're going to get to that point. That's what it would take for Vanderbilt to leave. Right, because, right. Yep. You know, because that actually, that's an academic school. Whatever they do in athletics is just a bonus. Now they got a really good baseball program. But that's it. So, There we go.
0: So, we talked about Carolina for like five minutes on this podcast. Um,
1: Here's the the biggest thing. We didn't talk a lot about Carolina, but all of this indirectly, directly affects Carolina.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about them in the SEC, and I think they've got a good enough brand. Uh, If we want to get into would Carolina compete in the SEC, that's a little bit of a different conversation. I think this year they would have a chance to be pretty decent, but – probably wouldn't be in the position that they are right now, which is the preseason uh, division favorites in the ACC Coastal. That was announced today. By the way, if anybody else is wondering uh, who was predicted to win the conference, shocker, Clemson by a large margin. Uh, here's a good thing, though. We'll, we'll get you out on this laugh. There were uh, three teams that received one vote to win the conference. Carolina was second, by the way, in yeah. terms of teams to win the conference. They got 16 votes to Clemson's 151. <laughs> Uh, NC State did get a vote to win the ACC
1: regular season conference title. I mean, NC State. Pre- Come on. Preseason pick to finish second in the Atlantic,
0: which is wrong. Uh, Boston College will finish second in the Atlantic, right? You know,
1: there. so the the thing to take away from that when they erect the statue of Dave Doran, don't be surprised, <sighs> because that's what they do out there. Uh, um, that program that if if that team finishes second. In the in the in the Atlantic,
0: they'll print T-shirts.
1: Print T-shirts for dude, sure, dude. They will hang. They'll hang a banner.
0: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't doubt it. Be the first time in a while that they've actually been able to hang one. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. I hope we didn't confuse you too much, or, or make or give you too much anxiety. Look, we're gonna get back to the normal editions of the podcast. Uh, we're we got. Uh, we're gonna wrap up the previews for the Tar Heels uh, 2021 team coming up later on this week. We'll have the defensive backs, still haven't put the linebackers one up yet. That is going to go up though for you guys. We'll have the linebackers, the defensive backs, and then we'll finish with special teams and that'll be it for that. Then we'll be focused on camp. Carolina gets into camp uh, on August 5th. They arrived the day before as well. Uh, so any storylines that come out of those first couple of days, we'll have you covered on. Uh, as of right now, going in, team seems relatively healthy. There hasn't been anything that's been leaked. Mac Brown, usually is pretty honest when it comes to some of the guys that may not be playing. He hasn't said anything about that yet. Um, I'll be interested to see if he ends up doing a press conference before they jump into fall camp. Probably not. It'll probably be after, I would imagine, the second practice. He'll probably let the first practice go by and then maybe jump in on that second practice. Or who knows? He may get out there after the first practice. And then we might get some more updates on that type of stuff. But we'll just have to wait and see with that. Um, We'll, of course, have the, uh, the additions of the podcast Podcast, The articles on the website that you guys love every year, the bold predictions, the breakout candidates, we're going to have those back again this year before we jump into the season. And look, it is right around the corner, guys, a little over a month before the start of the college football season. Uh, Carolina is, uh, of course, on the road. First game of the year against Virginia Tech. We'll have you covered with all that stuff, which we lead up to that. Of course, uh, it, it is a, later, a little bit later than normal, but as you guys noticed, Phil Steele's edition of the podcast went up. We got to talk to him. Brett Ciencia of Pick 6 Previews, we're talking to him later tonight. We're talking to uh, also uh, Chappie, the college football writer. I forget his first name. Uh, I think it might be Tim Chapman, but I'm not 100% sure on that. We're recording those editions of the podcast tonight as well, So we'll have those up for you. That'll be a national look. And you won't want to miss the Brett Cienci edition of the podcast. He has the Tar Heels in the college football playoff as the number four team in the country. He's going to explain why he has them in, why he has them over Clemson, Uh, what he thinks Sam Howell can do this year and why he thinks that the defense can take a huge step forward this year so you won't want to miss any of that stuff coming up on the podcast side of things on the website we've got you covered as well with all the stuff going on uh, commitment wise with the recruits Uh, there's a bunch of stuff coming up guys Sebastian Cheeks he makes his commitment uh, on the 28th of July which is Wednesday Uh, also on that day Jaden Lucas the four star cornerback from the state of South Carolina makes his commitment looks like that'll probably be Clemson, but we'll still have you covered on that one because that was one of Carolina's bigger targets uh, remaining in the class. Also, a couple other guys that are going to be making their commitments uh, announced today. Addison Nichols, the 2024 or 2022 four-star interior offensive lineman, will make his decision on uh, next Monday. That will be August 2nd. Carolina, uh, one of three finalists remaining for him. It's them, Ohio State, and Tennessee. And then uh, later on in the month, uh, you'll have Shalik Knotts, one of the uh, better in-state wide receivers, a four-star wide receiver in his own right that will make his commitment. Carolina is one of his final three, but it looks like he will probably go to either Maryland or Tennessee over Carolina. We'll have you covered on all of those fronts. Uh, I'm going to be honest, this is pretty much the craziest offseason that we've had in a long time for football. There's so many different things going on. I am trying my best to be able to keep up with all of this stuff uh, while also having a a full-time job. So just stick with me. I'm trying to get through all this stuff. And once we get into the season, I think it'll be a little less hectic. Um, But uh, we appreciate you guys supporting the video editions of the podcast. Best place to check that out is on the Facebook page. Make sure you guys like and follow the Facebook page so you can see those, the articles, uh, the the audio editions of the podcast, all that stuff up there. We've got the basketball articles up there as well. We'll be going through uh, a whole bunch of stuff uh, before the season starts uh, in terms of that and the podcast. So all that stuff you can find on the Facebook page. Also head over to our our other social media platform, which is Twitter at HeelToughBlog on Twitter. You guys can check that out. Also follow me on Twitter at HTBAnthony. Follow Josh on Twitter at HTBJosh. And for football guys, if you want to follow our recruiting analyst, it is Zach Hubbard at hackzubber 2 on Twitter for that. So that wraps up for this edition of the podcast. I want to thank Josh for hosting with me. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always, go Tar Heels!